Hi, I'm Randalyn. I'm Jennifer. And we're people. Talking about people. Hello, it's Jen here. And although it will be just Jen today, I promise we will have a engaging and exciting conversation and you will have some homework assignments, if you will, a little bit of a takeaway, a little bit of an action. Today, I want you to listen and think a little bit, but I want you to challenge yourself to step away and do a little bit of self-work outside of the conversation today. I think you'll find that there's going to be some good content for you today. So hoping that you'll have um, some great takeaways. But before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that People Talking People is a part of the Wander Barn Podcast Network. You can check out all of the other great podcasts on travel, yoga, health, and business over at wanderbarn.com, and that's W-A-N-D-E-R-B-A-R-N.com. So literally, Wander Barn, all one word. It's lovely. So please do go over to wanderbarn.com and check out some of those other podcasts. Um, Mastering the Business of Yoga is really great. I love the World Wanderers. I mean, Matcha Mornings. There's so many great ones for you to check out. So please do go in and check those out and see if you can uh, glean any new insights and perspectives um, based off of whatever you are interested in. So travel, yoga, whatever it might be. All right. So we are going to dive in today. Very specifically, we are talking about reflection questions and the end of the year. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, there's a chance it could be the end of the year. But here I am sitting here, it's October, and I'm choosing very intentionally to record this in October, share it in October, and encourage you to do a little bit of end of year reflecting right here in October. I personally find there is a lot of value in doing some deep reflection on a regular basis and very specifically even before you hit the end of the year. And I'm gonna tell you why that is. So first of all, I always make the joke, I've probably even made the joke here, you know, I can barely remember what I had for breakfast and yesterday, and that's true though. The point being, we forget things very easily, especially if they're a little bit smaller in the grand scheme of things. You know, it's no one's going to forget COVID, but are we gonna forget every little thing that we did that was different and unique and how it changed our lives right out of the gate? we might actually forget some of that or it becomes a behavior or a pattern or a trend. So we don't really think of it as something different after a certain period of time. But there was a point in time where small changes up front in the beginning were really impactful and powerful. And I always like to kind of explain to people from like a career perspective, when you sit down and you think about all the stuff you do on a daily basis, you know, on a day-to-day basis, those things feel very small, but all those little things, they truly do add up to big things. So just making a phone call today, just sending an email tomorrow, those are just little tasks. But at the end of a month, if you've made a phone call and made an email related to a certain project every single day for 30 days, and it resulted in winning that project, that's a huge deal, right? So really being able to be aware and capture all of the small things that do add up to something big is extremely important. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is to do some sort of reflection on a more regular basis, because the reality is, again, you're just going to forget things. So take the time to consider setting some sort of routine up for yourself in the future, starting now through 2021, 
Is it quarterly? Is it monthly? Like figure out what makes the most sense for you. And maybe as we dive into some of these questions and you hear some of them, you listen, you think about them, it might give you an idea of what sort of timing might work for you. But I definitely recommend it a minimum quarterly because then at least you're really taking the time to pause, check in, think about where you're at, and at least only have to remember the last, you know, three or so months versus uh, 12 months at the end of the year. But so we're going to do this right now in October because I really do want you thinking we're kind of at this weird, I feel like we're at this weird stop point right now. You know, it's been, we've been in this position for more than six months. Um, It finally feels like March is over. (laughs) It finally feels like we've come out of March, even though we're, you know, all the way in October here. Um, if you have children, they're back at school. Um, the weather is changing depending on where you live. Uh, you might be getting some really cool weather or maybe just some slightly cooler weather like where I am. Uh, but point being, things are starting to sort of change. We're in a little bit of a seasonal cycle. There's stuff that's going on. And we're also transitioning into the end of the year, which has a tendency to be a little bit hectic and chaotic just from things going on. Um, holiday, depending on if, which holidays you celebrate, how many of them you celebrate, there could just be a lot going on there. That might mean more parties or figuring out how do we do it remote? Like, what are we going to do that's different? Everyone will kind of be doing their own version of Thanksgiving. And, you know, depending on which holidays you celebrate at the end of the year, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. Point being, there's going to be some stuff going on there. And it's going to be probably a little bit different and crazier than usual. And even if it's really minor and simple, you're going to put a lot of energy and thought into it. Um, And you're probably going to expend a lot of energy and thought just thinking about how it's different than it was the previous year and how to make it special or how to make it fun or how to maintain these traditions that you have, you know, these types of things. So nonetheless, there will be energy expended, you know, in this process and thinking through end of year. So Reflecting now is really great because it gives us the chance to just, you know, pause for this short minute and really just kind of think about where has our year, our year gone? And then I would encourage you to do it again in two or three months uh, because we really want to be looking backwards in order to feel, feel like we have a really good grasp on not only what we accomplished so that we can celebrate it. This is one of the big keys, right? Celebrate those wins, celebrate those successes, but then also maybe what didn't go great? Or what goals did I not meet that I need to roll over or revise or change? Do I need to pivot? You know, what is this telling me? Is there a behavior I need to change? Is there a habit I need to create? You know, it's probably telling you something when you go through this, this reflection process. So I actually have a list in front of me here. I share it with friends, clients, family members, anybody who wants a copy. Um, I'm going to read, I don't know, a handful of these questions, but I won't go through all of them. If you want a copy, just track me down on LinkedIn and send me a message and I will be sure to get you a copy of this. No problem. Um, Just a basic one page file, but it has some really good questions to kind of get you thinking. So I want to walk through some of these today and just grab your pen and paper and write some of them down. And maybe you can think about it a little bit as we're talking, but then also just write the question down and go back to it and do your own reflection when you are ready later. Okay. So the first one, uh, I wasn't even going to read it all, but every time I read it, it kind of makes me giggle. So I thought maybe that means I should read it and talk about why it's making me giggle. So the first one is what one event, big or small, are you going to remember most? I mean, really, come on. Like, there's probably so many big events that have occurred this this year that I feel like how could we possibly forget them? And that is going to be, those are going to be the ones that will be prevalent 
when you see a question like that. Those are the things you're going to instinctively write down. But those are the obvious ones. Those are the things you're never going to forget. You know, there are a lot of things that have occurred in 2020 that 10 years from now, when you look back and someone just says 2020, boom, like those things come to mind. Like you will not forget those. So when you're doing a reflection like this, I encourage you to not even worry about writing those things down at all. You don't need to write down COVID. You know, you don't need to write down social justice. You don't need to write down election, you know, fill in the blank. There's all these things we could be writing down. You don't even necessarily need to write some of those big ones down if you know you're not going to forget them. What you want to think about are all the small things that came about because of them. So in what ways have some of these things personally impacted you? How can you get to like that deeper level? And is there maybe positive and negative, right? It's okay to think about the negative too, because again, this is also about changing behaviors. So did something occur to you? Maybe you were laid off, right? Like, so let's, let's reflect on that a little bit. What does that mean to me? What have I changed out of this? What are my thought processes? How do I approach my career now? Um, do I like my new resume? Am I networking enough? You know, there could be a lot of small things to think out that come out of those kind of bigger events. Um, families, like, okay, we, we got to stay home more. We got to have family dinner more. We learned how to play some new family games. We picked up a new hobby or craft. You know, there could be some things like that. Again, so be reflecting more on those like smaller things that come out of those bigger things. And the whole point around what are you going to remember most? Again, I just want to be clear. This could be positive or negative. I mean, there's no there's no disadvantage to writing the negative down. Um, you know, it's okay to kind of give it a little bit of your paper and give it a little bit of face value. It's there. It happened. What are you learning from it? You know, what are you going to do differently? What might a goal for next year that you set look like that will change whatever that thing was? from happening again, if that's possible, right? So the idea is, again, being focused on those kind of behaviors or changes, but then really getting into the small bits within those bigger events. Okay, so that was the one that kind of made me chuckle because, you know, I feel like everyone's answer could be the same and it's just crazy in general. That's just crazy here. Is there any better way to describe it? I don't know. I need to find a better word than crazy, but I, I feel like that's a good one. Um, I'm certainly tired of, you know, some of the words that we hear repeated over and over and over and over again in the media. So I'm trying to pick something different. Even if crazy is the most boring word, it's much better than the words I keep hearing over and over again. So that's just my own two cents. But okay, so here's some other ones to kind of think about. What new things did you discover about yourself? I really like this question because it's not something that we normally ask ourselves. As a matter of fact, I do a lot of reflecting just not even on like a monthly basis. It's a, usually a check-in for me. How are things going? What am I grateful for? Maybe even a little bit about what am I learning or, you know, what am I focused on? What are my personal development goals? But it's definitely not something like what new thing have you discovered about yourself? That's definitely a deeper level than you just kind of go on that monthly check-in. So I really like that, especially in this world that we're kind of in right now. I don't know about you, but I definitely feel like I've discovered a lot of new things about myself. And and I can't tell you how many clients I've spoken to that have said the same thing. Even if it's just around priorities and what's truly important. Um, for example, I have a client who she would drive really, really, really far on a weekly basis to her job, uh, which was taking away from some family time because she had so much time, you know, in the car and she would actually, you know, spend the night, be there during the week, go home on the weekend, that type of thing. And 
that was fine and it worked for her for a while. It was a little bit stressful. It was a little bit hard. But as soon as this COVID happened and she was no longer doing that drive because she was working from home, it was just very eye-opening for her. She just learned how important that extra time with her family was and how not important that time in the car was and how much work she could get done in a remote setting, how similarly, uh, all of those types of things. So this is just one person's small example, but sometimes it takes a sort of big change in order for us to have a reflection that maybe even feels obvious to a lot of other people, but it was different from what we were experiencing and what we were living. So it takes that change for us personally to have that experience, to have that discovery about ourselves. So be thinking about that for yourself. Don't be thinking about it for other people or be focused on what other people are doing, but just like, what have you discovered about yourself? You know, what's something new that has really come up for yourself that you're surprised by, shocked by, you know, whatever that might be. I know for me personally, um, I had a kind of a second, I'll call it a side hustle gig that I was working on that really just basically disappeared um, is probably the best way to explain it when all this happened. And at the time that was just scary, right? It was scary. It was shocking. What does that mean? Uh, How is it going to impact me? But I just like really learned the process, not only my own personal resilience, but how much better I could be and more effective that I could be at the things that I was doing when that component was then gone. It was like all of a sudden I was able to not be as overwhelmed. I was able to prioritize a little bit better. I was able to set some goals and meet them. And I had been in a little bit of a fog I mean, probably for six or so months and just didn't really realize it until I was sort of forced to stop. Now, I realize I'm being extremely um, uh, dry, generic, and nondescript here, So, <laughs> but that's intentional because it's, it's my own personal stuff. Um, but I want to just use that as an example to kind of say that sometimes it takes us losing something or you know, a big shift to kind of recognize that, wow. I can do this differently, or I don't really like the way I was doing it, or why did I think that was okay, or you know something to that effect. So fill in the blank again, what makes the most sense for you, what feels good for you, um, but what is it about yourself that you've discovered in this last year? I like that one. Um, another one that's kind of fun is what's the best news that you've received? Because things have really been very negative, it's kind of fun to think about some of the positive. And this might be a nice time to just reflect on some of those great conversations that you have had with friends or family. You know, what's something really special that's kind of come out of that? And what was some really good news that you heard? Um, let's shift the thinking off the bad news sometimes and focus it on the good. So I like that one right now too. It feels really good. Okay, so here's another one. What new skills did you learn? Normally, this would be one that would be like, huh, okay, interesting. And, you know, we have a, a time where we reflect and go, maybe I didn't learn as much as I would have liked to learn. I could have taken more classes. I said I wanted to learn Spanish, but I never did. And, oh, I, I bought that thing to learn the piano, and then I never actually took the class, you know. But here we are in this crazy world. I'm use that annoying, boring word, crazy. 2020, COVID, I bet a lot of us have learned a lot of new things, a lot of new things. And even if it's just, I learned that I can handle 
being bored. <laughs> I learned, you know, it doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You know, there's all these people like learning how to make bread. Maybe we were one of those people. Um, but it doesn't have to be that specific either. It can be skill-based. It can really just be anything. Um, I learned that I really enjoy quiet time with myself. You know, I learned that it's not as important for me to watch TV as it used to be. You know, I don't know something you just discovered something about yourself. Like I learned to love reading again, you know, something whatever it is for you. So that's kind of a fun one to really think about because I, with the learning thing, again, I go back to, it, it doesn't, we always think like courses, skills, it doesn't even have to be that. So it's really just, it can be a real personal reflection, but this time that we're in is one where if you have not learned something about yourself, ask someone else what they've learned and see if it gives you an idea or even ask someone that's very close to you, whether that's like your partner, um, a best friend, a parent, like someone who really truly is close to you and ask them, what do you think something I might've learned about myself is? To be honest, they might actually have an answer for you when you don't. They might be able to say, oh, I remember that time when you and I were talking and you said blah, blah, blah. And then you kind of go, oh yeah, I did. I did say that. You're right. That is something I learned about myself. <laughs> so don't be afraid to rely on others to help you have some of these reflection if you're, you know, struggling to come up with some of these on your own. Okay, so what new skill did you learn? That's one I really like. Who or what are you most thankful for? So this is very similar to kind of a typical reflection question around gratitude. What are we grateful for? What are we thankful for? Um, I really do like that because I what I find is when I try to sit down and do, and this is just me personally, everyone's a little bit different, right? But when I sit down and I try to do gratitudes, sometimes I have a hard time with it because what am I grateful for? I mean, there are so many things that I'm grateful for and I often will feel like I'm repeating myself, right? Like I'm writing the same thing over and over again. I'm grateful that I have fresh, clean water. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my time. I'm grateful for my house. You know, I feel like I'm like repeating myself sometimes and then I don't get the value out of that as much. So shifting that question just a little bit and be thinking about it in a different perspective can be really helpful in order to kind of get past that. So getting a little bit more specific around like the what or the who and then thinking about that you're thankful for can be really great. So instead of just sitting here and going, oh, I'm grateful for my house and grateful for what, how about being really intentional and just saying, you know, what person are you the most thankful for? Okay. And then that gives me some new perspective. I'm thankful for Randall Lynn because she has helped me create this podcast. We've had a lot of fun. I've learned a lot from her. You know, it just gives you like a little bit of a different mindset when you kind of shift it into that way, or even just the what in general, like, what are you thankful for? So not thinking about necessarily the grateful component, but like, what are you thankful for? Hmm, interesting. So just shifting the, the perspective around that just a little bit. And even just ex expanding that a little bit further, you know, what would be something that if you did not have it, that you would feel a gap around? That's kind of a good way to think about it too, like shifting it. It's like if it was missing from my life, what would that gap be? You know, if I, if I didn't have my child, if I didn't have um, this computer, you know, what are those things? Like if I was missing something and there was a gap there, what would that drive for me? And then kind of when you think about it in that perspective, it's a lot easier to then start attaching why you're thankful. Computer is a great example. I just randomly said that because I'm looking at my computer. I would miss my computer. 
Therefore, I am very thankful that I have my computer. And then thinking about why. Why am I thankful that I have my computer? You know, it allows me to do the following things, allows me to work, allows me the ability to work from home and not have to be at a physical location. It allows me flexibility, you know, some of these things. So if we kind of flip it a little, it'll give us an idea to get us started and then kind of get us down that path. But just in general, that idea around that thankfulness, that gratitude, that gratefulness, it's a really good time to be reflecting on that end of year end of COVID era, although we're not ending it, but it's like here we're at this point, we're like, let's take a step back and think about all the people who've maybe helped us or supported us over the last few months, friends, family, etc. Okay. So then another fun one is what five people did you most enjoy spending time with? This kind of helps to get a little bit more into some of that thankfulness because it really forces you to think about the people that um, you really have engaged with the most, especially in this time where we're not necessarily engaging with a lot of people. Um, Or it gives you perspective on like, who are the five you choose? They might be someone, I used Randall in as an example a minute ago. Maybe it is your your peer, like a coworker peer, you know, um, or even your supervisor or something. And you're not maybe physically in front of them. Maybe you're just remote over video, but you're still really grateful for the time that you get with them or for the contribution that they've made to your life or, you know, something along that, those lines. But thinking about who those kind of five people that you'd most enjoy spending time with will also stem off some almost like probing questions for yourself. Like then why did I enjoy spending that time with them and what was great about it? And then I would sort of challenge you beyond that too, is let those people know, like if you haven't already done that, let them know, even if you just write them a thank you card and you put it in the mail or you just say, hey, you know, hey, partner, I was reflecting and I just want to let you know how thankful I am for you because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, just let them know. Just take a minute to let them let them know. What friendships have evolved? You know, very connected to that last one there. But I think this is really important because I continue to talk to more and more and more people where you know, we've kind of become a little bit recluse. Some of us who are extroverts have even shifted to become a little bit more introverts. So with all of that, what friendships have we sort of let go of? What friendships just naturally fizzled out? What friendships do we need to maintain and want to maintain that we haven't been, that we need to go back to? And then what new friendships have we created through this situation that we're in? And and maybe even where, how, why was it in a uh, some sort of like Facebook group or you know um, something along those lines? Right? Where it was like, was it a group that I connected with? Was it a new team member? Was it a neighbor maybe that I didn't really know very well, and now we have this great relationship? Like, but just kind of thinking through friendships and really what have they meant? How have they evolved? Which ones have have been new? You know, kind of what's going on with that from the friendship component? And then you know, thinking about that kind of friend component a bit too, is what do you want it to look like for next year? I know we're really just talking about reflection for this year right now, but just sort of kind of tickling at that thought for you, thinking about what would I want it to look like for next year? Do I need to make more friends? Do I need to rekindle some of my friendships? Do I just need to let all my friends know how much I value them? You know, what does that really look like? So just kind of be thinking about that a little bit and maybe in your little, um, I would call it like a parking lot, meaning side paper that doesn't have to do with the reflection that we're doing, but some other thought you want to capture, make a couple notes there of maybe what a goal or something might look like for you. Okay. What major goal did you lay the foundation for? This one is really fun because it's either going to lead to 
deep reflection on the goals that you've achieved and a little bit of celebration and something along those lines. Or maybe it's just a realization that I started to lay some groundwork for a goal that I really do want to do and focus on and et cetera. Did I get as far as I wanted to get? Did I accomplish it at all? Is it just going to roll over into next year? You know, just kind of thinking about where we're at with that goal. This has been a time of it being very easy to cancel stuff, to say no to stuff, to pause. And all of these things are good. These things are not bad. Um, it's a hard time where we're, you know, all sort of um, patting each other's backs, right? We're all kind of a support system for everyone, knowing like things are crazy. Yeah, it's okay you didn't get to the laundry today. You know, we've, we've been doing that for a while. And that's great. And we're all continuing to be there for each other. But at some point, we also need to pick up and move on a little bit. Uh, we do need to have a little bit of a look forward to. We do need to have a little bit of something that's on the calendar or in the future. It may not be a goal that's around going on a vacation. It may not be a goal that's around running a marathon with a you know a group, right? There could be ways where some of these goals just are not feasible anymore, or we don't know when they will, or will be feasible again. Not to say they never will be, right? We just don't know when they're going to be feasible again. You, it could even be like a networking, like a Toastmasters. Maybe you're in a Toastmasters club or you've always wanted to join one and you had a goal to join Toastmasters and you didn't do it in January or February and then all of a sudden you lost the opportunity. You know, it's not available anymore. Um, though I think you can do them all online too. But you get my point. Point being, maybe there's just something that's just not available anymore. But what did you start to lay the foundation for? And if you can look at that and say, I did not allow the, lay the foundation for any of the goals that I want to achieve, then let's talk about it. Like, why? What's going on there? Was it just that you ran out of time? You know, are you making excuses or do you have the ability to stop now and to start laying that foundation? Or do you need to change the goal? Like maybe the goal even has to change. This is a huge thing right now. There's a lot of pivoting. There's a lot of really just making sure that um, what we're doing makes sense. You know, what is that three to five year plan for you and what steps can you be taking right now? Is it still realistic? And, and if it's not, how do we make it realistic? Do we make it smaller? Do we just change it a little bit? You know, what does that look like? So point being, go back and think about that one. You know, are you happy with that foundation that you laid? Did you need to do a better job? Did you do nothing? If so, why? Again, use this question of why really within all of these to probe and go a little deep, deeper with yourself. So, you know, if you answer something, who are the friends I'm thankful for? Why? What, what did I lay the groundwork for? Why? You know, what did I achieve? Why? What did I not achieve? Why? <laughs> Just use that why question to supplement um, everything that you're answering. That way you can kind of go a little bit deeper. It allows you just kind of keep digging deeper, 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 deeper when you keep asking why so that you can kind of get to the root of what's going on, whether that's just to put it on paper and identify your accomplishments or because you need to change a behavior again for the future if it's something else to be thinking about. Okay. Which worries turned out to be completely unnecessary? This is a tough one right now because we do have a lot of things that we're worried about. And let's be real, we don't know in some cases whether the things that we're worrying about are worth worrying about or not yet. 
Um, there's still a lot of questions out there. But this is normally one that I really, really like for people because we often stress, have anxiety, tension, or get worried about something, then we do it and we look back and go, oh gosh, that wasn't so bad. You know, um, so next time you find yourself sort of in that loophole of extreme worry or anxiety around something, just ask yourself, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? And what would happen if that worst thing that could happen happened? And hopefully that will give you enough insight to help you determine whether you push forward or you back off, right? Like it's, it can go either direction. It could be something that projects you to going, oh, that, that worst thing that could happen is not so bad. I could survive that. All right. So I'll push forward or, whoa, that worst thing that could happen is pretty bad. It's not worth the risk, right? So it just gives you a little bit of a barometer to weigh the risk and determine what you want to do to move forward. Um, but I think it's a good thing to reflect on right now so that you can look back and kind of think about, you know, what were the things I was really worried about that maybe I just, I didn't need to be, or, or maybe even I did need to be. And I just want to recognize that with myself too, that it was good that I was worried about that. There was a reason I was worried. It made sense. Trusted my intuition. That was the right thing to do. Trusted my intuition. That was the wrong thing to do. You know, something along those lines, just kind of giving yourself that, that space. Hard time to be doing it in with with this whole COVID world, um, but still very, very valid and, and a very good reflection question. Okay, the last one I'm going to read before I wrap it up today, and again, this is just a very tiny supplement of what's on this list. So if you want the whole list, um, don't hesitate to ask. And you can even just Google, by the way, you know, great question to ask yourself at the end of the year. Top self-reflection questions. There's probably even an article someone's written on how to self-reflect during COVID, you know, something along those lines. So just use your Google foo, as my husband would say, and go find, just go Google and find something that's out there. Um, there's lots of great resources out there. But last one I want to read is two-part, what new habits did you cultivate and what unhealthy habits did you get rid of? So I think this is really good because we want to praise ourselves for the things that we've done that are really good. And that means both the new habits we've created and the unhealthy ones that you got rid of. And if you maybe say, wow, I almost got rid of this one, but not all the way. Great. It goes on the goal list for next year. Like I'll be more committed. I'm definitely going to get rid of it. This is a bad habit, whatever it is. But habits, thinking about that form of habits. What are those new habits we cultivated? What are we proud of that we kind of kept with? And then what are those bad ones maybe that we got rid of that we're also proud of? Like, and are we celebrating these successes? And these are small things, guys. Habits can be really small, small things. One of mine that I'm the most proud of for myself this year is making sure I take my vitamins every single day. Um, I had started that in, I don't know if it's January or February, to be honest, I can't remember, but it was, I know for a fact, it was at least a month before COVID <laughs> because I already had the habit as we were getting into that world. And I was like, oh, what additional vitamins do I now need to add to my supplement that I'm already taking? Um, so for me, it's been a, oh, almost a year, you know, journey of this vitamin taking. I'll just, I'll call it January. I'll celebrate it in January as a year. How about that? Um, but that's one I was really proud of where it's like, I never miss a day. As a matter of fact, if I, I do miss one, um, I get pretty disappointed when I look at my little pillbox and go, oh man, I forgot to take my, you know, my vitamins yesterday, uh, because I've gotten so good at it. And I think I've only missed like two days and those two days I was, I was pretty disappointed with myself. Um, but anyways, point being, these can be really small things, right? That's what I'm trying to share with you is these habits can be really, really small things. They do not need to be huge grand things. As a matter of fact, most, um, habits usually start off very small. Uh, so even if like you want to become a, um, 
a really strong athlete and have a, a strong fitness regimen, you're going to start off with something small. Like it's, you just doesn't, it's not like you click a switch and all of a sudden you're an athlete, right? You build up and you accrue to those things, but they all start with these sort of small habits along the way. Um, and habits are one of, one of my other favorite things to talk about. Matter of fact, we'll probably just do a, we'll have to do a session on that as well. So we'll, we'll table that one. I'll put that in my parking lot, as I would say, um, for my things to go back to later. Okay, so those were the ones that I wanted to read to you that just kind of stood out to me as really being good to to think about in this time that we're in. If you want a copy, don't hesitate to let me know, and I will um, send a copy over to you via email um, or even just copy paste, you know, in LinkedIn, whatever. But like I said, you can go Google this as well. It's pretty easy to find some good information that's that's out there. Um, but I would really encourage you to. Use this time in October, November, December, whenever you're listening to this, January, February, it doesn't even matter what month it is, but just pause and really just reflect on at least the last three months for yourself, what's been going on. Um, that way you have a lot more perspective. You draw a line in the sand of where you were. You write down anything that's really important that you don't want to forget, and then you have the ability to start thinking forward to goals in the future. And goals in the future will be something that we'll also talk about because I do feel like it's a very tough time to be thinking about goals when none of us are really super excited about anything that's coming up because we just don't even know what to expect. So I want to talk about that sort of challenge of setting goals and having to look forward to when there are so many unknowns. So stay tuned for that one too. We'll be sure to dive in and talk about that another time. All right, so I'm just going to wrap this up. And like I said in the beginning, head on over to wonderbarn.com. Um, if you go to wonderbarn.com slash people talking people, you will learn more about our show specifically. But then again, like I mentioned, you can go in and check out some of the other great shows in the network, like Mastering the Business of Yoga, The World Wanderers, really just in general, you can grab any of those different podcasts on health, yoga, business, travel, all that fun stuff. So check it out, wanderbard.com slash people talking people. All right, until next time, have a good one and go do your reflecting.